live and local on AM 770 KTTH. Your independent conservative host, Todd Herman, welcomes you to The Todd Herman Show. Today is the day the Lord has made, and I am thankful and glad within it. And these are the times in which God has decided we will live. Time of choosing, and I am thankful, honestly, for the time of choosing and the extra time to make decisions with the evidence so vibrant and clear in front of us. Fridays, we do things a little bit differently. Today, the defiant Dory Monson joins us. Defiance. Man, I can't wait for next Friday now. Broadcasting from our sidewalk shack constructed this morning outside of our East Lake Radio Studios. I don't understand why we're not laser focused on the basics of educating kids. Here we go. Jeez. Three, ah, okay. two, one, zap him. Go, 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 go. Oh, man. Whoa. Holy criminy! That is really the defiant. Dory Monson joins us on the Todd Herman Show. Appreciate we you coming at some on point, despite I, your I have a request of I have a request of Alex here. Alex, yeah. I, since I uh, I have parts of my body pull up. Uh, into my body every time I hear getting tased. Can we trade that out at some point with maybe the bungee jump live on the air? Oh, I Just didn't know you did bungee else? jumping. Sure, I'll, I'll allow yeah. that. I, I they guess told I me can... it would be impossible to do play-by-play while plummeting from the highest bungee bridge in North America, but uh, we, we kind of managed it. Oh, we'll make that we work. We did okay. I'm well, on let's it. Get, appreciate it. Well, let's get that, but then let's add to that Dory screaming at the end of it. <laughs> just just because you're defiant i just i'm gonna be defiant too let's be defiant no, there's a scream in there believe me okay oh i'm sure th- how I've are seen you that. guys haven't talked to you for Man, a while dude i know it's been like uh it's been almost three weeks uh i'm okay i went through a sinus thing but i'm okay i just about died from that but i'm okay okay i got a dangerously into the use of Afrin. Not that I enjoyed it. I didn't. But that stuff can become addictive and destroy. And so then I went and saw us. But you don't really want to know. That was a rhetorical. No, no. How are you? Yes, I do. Because oh, you do. do you know my nose spray story, Todd? Oh, God. I, Does this involve Neil Diamond in any way? I was, or Larry I was King? so <laughs> addicted to nose spray between the ages of about 18 and 21 and, you know, I started with the, the soft stuff, like the Afrin. But then you go on to the menthol, whatever that was. And I I could not breathe unless I had it. And I'd go to 7-Eleven at 3 a.m. if I was out of my last squirt of nose spray. And, uh, and I probably shouldn't admit this on the radio, but sometimes uh, sometimes girls would be around me. Not, not at night, but, you know, I'd... I'd but yeah. I always have some in my pocket, and you know, little start talking like this, and, uh, and I'd have to pull it out and yeah, yeah, in front of the yeah. girls that I was trying to date. Oh, well, you, it was awful. You the, it took me about six months to get off it. You're the second radio guy I know who's been addicted to that stuff. I won't say who, but someone on Rush Limbaugh's team. 
God rest Rush, had a, a almost three-year addiction to that. He has to have surgery. Yes. Now, because of the permanent damage it did to his sinus cavity. So I, I'm, I'm glad that we can connect on that. Let me offer yeah, you this. Oh, I I wanna, believe I, me. Okay. I want to get to the most. We had a, we, this has been a, a truly tragic week in Seattle. And I want to talk about that for our audience here and then the people who listen around the country. But I also wanted to bring this to your attention. You know that the prosecutors are seeking a long, long prison sentence for Michael Avenatti. Do you remember him? Yes, uh, they're looking okay. for 14 years in prison for him. Right. Yes. Um, I just wanted us together, Dory, you and I, to remember that, that this is why we need the CNNs and, and NBCs of the world. Someone has got to ask the tough questions. He's Donald Trump's yes. worst nightmare. Michael Avenatti. Joining us once again is Michael Avenatti. Let's bring in Michael Avenatti. Michael Avenatti. Michael Avenatti. Michael Avenatti, thank you very much. He's out there saving the <laughs> Look, country. It, it, Don Meacham says he may be the savior of the republic. You are something of a folk hero now. I owe Michael Avenatti an apology. I've been saying enough already, Michael. I've seen you everywhere. What do you have left to say? You've been in media for almost your entire adult life. Is there mm -hmm. ever going to be a time where these people pull themselves aside into like their own internal, I don't want to say struggle session, because that would be Marxism, but they have some point of reflection saying, why did we take this guy and turn him into a political savior of sorts? Not only that, I mean, they were starting to anoint him as the next president of the United States at one point. And, and I talked about this yesterday, I, I think this illustrates a much larger point about our world right now, and especially our media. I don't think there are weaker minds than people who say things, not because they truly believe it, but because everybody else is saying it. And I, I had a couple of examples. You heard what John Stewart said about vaccines and, and the Wuhan lab last or right. early this week, I assume. He was on Colbert's show. Yes. The Colbert yes. audience was laughing and applauding. Oh, it's brilliant that it came out of a lab. Donald Trump was saying the exact same thing a year ago, and that audience was same people, was calling it a right-wing conspiracy, tinfoil hat, and all they care about was not what was being said, but who was saying it. The media, the same way, they completely ignored. I've got a montage, like you just played, of the media talking about the China lab theory being a completely wingnut thing. Uh, and, and it was because that's what everybody else was saying, and because Donald Trump was saying the opposite. If Trump said the, the earth is round, the media would have had a montage saying the earth is flat. And then with Avenatti, this guy was a sleazebag, Long before, uh, you know, he became a public figure, but he is, you know, extorted money, tried to extort money from Nike. That's why he might get 14 years in prison. In a couple of weeks, he stands trial on two different charges for fraud. And then a little later, he has another trial for stealing money from Stormy Daniels, his client. And and the media didn't vet. I, I was telling people, you were telling people that this guy is a shaman, a shaman, whatever the word is, uh, that he's a fraud. And and yet, because he was against Donald Trump, he becomes a hero. And and 
all I want to say to your listeners, because your listeners are very independent-minded. They wouldn't listen to you and your show if they weren't. And I want to congratulate those people because uh, it'd be real easy for me working in Seattle to just say what everybody wants me to say and to think the way everybody wants me to think. I won't do that. You won't do that, Todd. But uh, but everybody else in the media seems to play the game that way, and there are few signs of, if you're a news consumer or a news deliverer, there are few signs of a weaker mind than that. Right. And there is, I don't think there's any, any more I- indicative notion of a weaker mind than the, the group think that you describe. And that extends into a place that you loved for decades, and it extends into the YMCA. <laughs> let's take a quick traffic break, um, and let's have Dory talk about two stories that may well be the most Seattle story of, of maybe the year so far. Although, Dory, I think it's very difficult to beat this tragedy of two murders on the the anniversary of Antifa stand chop of f- some family members who lost a teenager in Antifa stand chop and there's no one wants to talk about the connection to that and an officer getting run over on her own personal time she stopped to help people and then her personal car yeah. being stolen it, we have to talk about which one of these is life under the party in the separate country of Seattle most typifies that. Let's check traffic with right-way traffic. Dory Monson, Car Radio Noon to 3, is with us uh, 47 years now at the top of the uh, the ratings in Seattle Radio. And a defiant man, and I love his defiance. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always wanted, Dory, to be in a media story where they say d- d- defiant Todd Herman, or Herman's still defiant. So I'm just I'm, I'm chasing my own glory there. I heard your description nice. of, of the YMCA and this now very, very important thing that they're doing for kindergartners learning to swim. And I, I don't think there's anything more important than this lesson for kindergartners learning to swim. So what is that lesson? Well, there are a couple of lessons. Uh, the Snohomish County Y, which is for your national listeners, uh, the county just north of Seattle. Snohomish County Y uh, announced that they are going to have a social justice message as part of every one of their programs. And a dad of a five-year-old girl was just about to start her in swim lessons. And he said, I just want her to swim. I, I, don't, want, I don't need her to get social justice lessons from swim instructors. I, and then the one that just got me yesterday, Todd, was a YMCA that's not far from my house. My wife and I have made a lot of memorial donations when friends have passed to this Y. I coached at this YMCA when I was a young dad. I worked as a counselor at Y camps, summer camp and latchkey programs when I was 17, 18, 19 years old. I, I like the YMCA. I love the YMCA, or I used to. But the, yesterday they had drag queen story time for children three years old and up. And I'm trying to figure, you know, I, you and I, Todd, we have a mutual friend that we used to work with. He, he doesn't work with us anymore, but uh, he, he was, was and is a gay man. And he and his partner liked going to drag shows. I, I, I don't. I, I wouldn't. I don't get that. But he, he enjoyed that. I didn't care. They're adults. I don't care what adults do. But why are we exposing three-year-olds? And and my friend confirmed. I said, but you have to admit, for children, it's a culture that is just heavy, heavy, heavy with raunchy sexuality and drugs. Uh, Oh, no question. I mean, nobody questions that. 
So why are parents taking their three-year-olds and, and these drag queens, you know, three and above, they're telling the eight and nine and ten-year-olds, follow me on Instagram. And then I went to some of these Instagram uh, you know, social accounts when King County Libraries was doing the drag queen story time. And they were some of the most filthy, raunchy things I'd ever seen. And why do parents do this? Be- because... They want to tell their neighbors, oh, I took J.D. to the drag queen story. It was hilarious. Oh, you should have been. Go with us next time. By the way, I don't even know. Uh, I know it's young men. What does the C stand for in YMCA? I don't even know. Conservative. Do you have any idea, Todd? Uh, conservative. <laughs> no, I, you know what? I think it's like a, a, what was, it's like a, it's a, it's a cult of people who follow um, – a oh, it's, oh yeah. Uh, yeah it's it's what it's us it's christians that's what it describes oh, you and i that's right i, I describe myself yeah. as a christ follower so is now i'm trying to remember because i am not the theologian i should be is that when they're doing this is that are they taking that out of john three I, I was checking Leviticus last night, and I, I couldn't find it there. <laughs> I don't think it's in Leviticus or Deuteronomy. Okay. Something tells me it's not in the – no, but they've – so look, look, they, they, they were the authors. You're guessing the, dra- <laughs> you're guessing the drag queens are in the New Testament? Yeah, yes, that's obviously where it would be. It was, uh, it's part the, of the Reformation? The, yes. They were the authors, the Pierce County – YMCA, and you remember this years ago, where I had a whistleblower come into my show exclusively. She worked at the Pierce um, in, in Thurston County, or YMCA, YWCA, and she had people come to them and uh, come to her and say, "Hey, uh, Kaylee, why are there naked men showering next to the fourteen-year-old girls in the YWCA?" And she said, "What?" And she alerted security, and she got pulled into HR saying. Yeah, those aren't men anymore. Those are now women. And they got started on that. They got started on the social justice thing at about the same time. And I'm I'm thinking about like this, the swimming lesson. I have my own idea for a lesson for the youngsters. Put them underwater, teach them how to use scuba gear, right? So they're underwater. You got maybe, maybe at that point, Mm -hmm. they're, they're eight or nine years old. Using the scuba gear, they've got their gear regulators in their mouth. And then under the underwater speakers saying, we're going to now take away everything from you capitalism made. Boom! Pull the regulators out of their mouth. Yeah, so you go. Now you can examine. That's that's my own lesson. So that's a nominee for Seattle Story yes. of the Week. But you have another right. one, and this takes some introduction. It involves well, a gentleman who has earned our nickname Smack Daddy Dow Constantine is what I call him, the, the King County Executive. So it, it involves Smack Daddy. What do you call him? Right. Well, uh I just call him Dow. I'm, I don't, I'm not as clever with the nicknames as you. Quit it. Quit it. <laughs> only one I have is for Inslee. Inslee's Data Daddy. That's the only <laughs> yeah, one I've right. come up with. But no, we, we've had a horrible problem this year with, with murders in the county, uh, with gun assault, gun violence. And just last week. Wait, wait, wait. Gun there violence? Was, These uh, are violent guns? Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. The guns are doing it all. <laughs> That's why we need okay. tougher gun laws. I wanted to check in because so, you said gun violence. Okay. Yeah. 
Right. Right, right. Uh, and so there was a shooting at Shulshul, a beautiful stretch of beach. Uh, White Center, four people were shot, two were killed. Uh, down in Pioneer Square, a guy was shot and killed. Then two days ago, there was another shooting downtown. man was killed. Uh, these, are, these are gang hits, for the most part, because we are the best county in the United States to be a drug addict because our prosecutor has legalized every single drug in King County. So so we're the best drug county, which means the cartels, which have an open southern border, thank you, Joe Biden, drugs are streaming into this country, many of them laced with deadly fentanyl. They come up I-5, they land here in Seattle because we're the best county for, for customers. So the gangs are the ones who are moving it on the streets, and they are fighting for, for turf. And so that's why most of these murders are happening. So Dow Constein announces, our county executive, that he is going to spend $1.5 million to fight this plague of violence. And I, I'm listening very carefully to see how they're going to do it. I'm thinking, well, are we going to start doing stop and frisk? Because we know that works. Are we going to lock up criminals who have guns? We know that works. Several months ago, Jay Inslee released a lot of hundreds of people from the prisons that had gun felonies. And then Jay says, I'll try to do it. I'll try to do Todd Derman doing Jay Inslee. And then Jay says, uh, after he releases all of them, that, well, it's getting very dangerous with COVID. That's not good, Jay Inslee, at all, is it? It's horrible. It's not, horrible. not given the distortion, but, the digital distortion I'm getting that's drop your voice six octaves. <laughs> Other than that, I'm sure it was oh, fine. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so their new plan, not stop and frisk, not locking up criminals, You know, maybe build more prisons so that we can keep bad criminals who illegally use guns locked away from the society. No, no, no. They're going to add 15 life coaches. And I always, when I first heard this on the air, I sounded like Jim Mora talking about the playoffs. Life coaches? Life coaches? Who's talking about life coaches? That they actually believe that if they put some coaches out there to coach up the murderers, that that somehow is going to, you know, hey, you guys. Yesterday, yesterday, uh, I know you killed two people. Uh, today, if there's another murder today, we're going to run an extra set of lines, okay? <laughs> you got it, coach! Well, oh, but they geez. could also just say, listen, big problems can be hard to solve as a life coach. So everybody gather around. We know there were two killings yesterday um, mm-hmm. here in the Seattle area. So uh, listen, we're going to set a goal today to only kill one person. So that would be a 50% cut in killings. Let's all gather around this goal that that we will only kill one person. Now, people should understand this as well. Um, Smack Daddy Dow, I'd have this on from multiple cop sources. When Chop Antifa stand was going on, Smack Daddy Dow Constantine hid in his home, guarded by, was it with people with umbrellas who were guarding him, or did they have those garden snakes, garden weasels? It it was the penguin, in fact, who was guarding him, yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> but were there any people with guns guarding Smack Daddy as he hid in his house during the entire Antifa stand event? <laughs> That's exactly correct. Yeah. He had yeah. his private security detail uh, who needed to be deployed on the streets as Seattle was burning. But no, he was afraid. So he wanted them to sit outside his house. All right. So uh, now, because your yeah. voice is again lower with the digital distortion, it'll be really cool when you do your show tease. So you'll do it in a very low octave mm. as the traffic music begins to roll, traffic sounds. Hey, Dory, low voice, digital low voice, what's coming up on Cairo Radio 97.3 FM, noon to 3 today? One of my favorite people that I've had the absolute blessing to get to know over the radio in the last several months. Uh, his name is Phil, and occasionally we do Fridays with Phil. Phil is 98 years old. He was a combat vet in World War II. He has told some incredible stories of what it was like out uh, you know, in in the field. He was in the European theater in World War II. And we're doing another Fridays with Phil this afternoon. All right, that's Dory Monson. Go with God's good grace. Thanks for joining us. Todd Herman's show will continue after we check traffic.